Welcome to Conversations with Pastor Russ. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Here's Pastor Russ. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. We're really glad to be with you. And thanks so much for hanging out with us for just about 30 minutes. Pastor Ruben, say hi. Hey, everybody. How you doing? (laughs) Hey, we're so glad that you're here today. And we're going to be talking about uh, church. (laughs) And why even bother going to church? I think that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, Hey, I'm really excited to talk about this today. I think it's going to be really insightful. But hey, we'd like to ask you to do us a favor. If you're listening to us or watching us on Facebook, could you just hit like and then share so we can get as many people in the conversation as possible? Of course, if people are driving, what'd you say? I said, are you going to try to do it on yours? We yeah. just taught him how to do it a minute ago. Why you gotta? And why so, you got? Why you gotta come at me like that? I'm not bro. coming at you. I'm just saying. Look how. Look how he is. Just always learning. Always yeah, a student. Yeah, always, always trying to become better. Handing that- my computer to him to share it, so uh, <laughs> uh, we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, so I can do it myself. Right there. You go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening at the Life Radio NJ Facebook page, just hit like it, share. Also, we're on Fountain's Facebook page as well. So like that, hit share. And uh, dude, I don't see the show. Where where am I at? Am I here? Am I I in the right place? Okay. All right. You're going to get there. All right. I'm going to get there. All right. He's like my techno guru here. I'm just trying to to make you look good. All right. So anyway, take my computer and do this for me. Okay. You gave me bad You're just here to be a pretty face. Do what you got to do. Well, that's true too. (laughs) But, uh, of course, we're at 1460 AM. We're also on Facebook. But we also want to remind you that we're heard around the world at liferadionj.com. So that's so cool. If you haven't checked out our new YouTube channel, please check that out as well. Uh, You can go back and all of our programs are, are logged there. You can go back and listen and watch any of them. So really glad that you're with us today. Thank you for helping you did it yourself. What are you talking about? All right. That so was all you. Okay, okay. That so was all you. <laughs> I did. But anyway, we're really glad that you're here today. We look forward to these times at Thursday at 4 o'clock, and we hope that you'll invite everybody to, to, to join you when you like and share our page. So yeah. are we ready to hit the ground running? I think so. Okay. I think so. We're going we're gonna to jump into this. It's just like what Pastor Russ was talking about today. We're going to be talking about the church um, and the importance of church. Uh, I think a lot of times we get a little confused or um, maybe the desire of like, eh, I'd, I'd kind of rather sleep in or I'm not sure I even understand why I should go to this church and not that church. And so we're going to jump into some of those things. Okay. So Here we here's, go. here's question number one for you. All right. Why are there so many different Christian denominations? I think a lot of people wonder that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's Methodist and Lutheran and Presbyterian and Baptist yeah. and Assembly of God. Um, why? Well, let's let's go back to the origin of denominations. Really, ma- major denominations came out of the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century. Lutheran. Look at, that. Refor- Look at the history that's coming out. Come on, somebody. <laughs> uh, so that's where the major denominations came out of. Yeah. Okay, so... Maybe where did they come from? So let's take the Lutheran, okay, mm-hmm. largely based on Martin Luther's teaching. Yep. And then let's go to the Methodists. You know, think about it. it. It's cool when we look at where these words came from. And so the Methodists got their name really out of look at John Wesley's different methods 
for church growth. So How creative. Yeah, way to go, Methodists. Think about the, yeah, way to go, Methodists. <laughs> so the root word is method. Yeah. So they had their methods for church growth, so they were called Methodists. Mm-hmm. So we've got Luther, uh, the Lutherans' teachings based on, on Martin Luther. We've got Methodists, uh, John Wesley, the founder there, different methods for church growth, the Presbyterians, uh, the, really, they, they took their Presbyterian from the Greek word presbyteros, okay. uh, and that was really their view on church leadership. And then you go to the Baptist because they emphasized baptism, water baptism, so hence they got the, the name uh, Baptist. Good, good. Then you move a little bit uh, more full gospel, churches that believe in the sign gifts. Okay. Public speaking in tongues and prophecies and gifts of healing and the nine gifts of the Spirit, where those gifts are are emphasized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are different theologies and different emphases, but really the denominational world was born in the 16th century out of the Protestant Reformation. Major denominations like, again, Lutheran, Methodist, Baptist, Anglican, and then just other, other denominations... We, were birthed out of out of out of theirs. Somebody right. has a different twist on theology, um, and so a new denomination was born. Mm-hmm. But the different denominations are largely they differ on either theology or just a different emphasis. Yeah. Um, pre-tribulation rapture, post-tribulation right. sign gifts, no sign gifts, yeah. and that's really where the Christian denominations came from. It's like an an interpretation of scripture. A lot of it comes down to yeah. that whether you believe this theology or that theology, really just an interpretation of scripture um, is how all of those different things break down. Do you know where we got the assemblies of God out of? Well, Ooh. I'm assemblies of Come God, on. so I should know. Come on. Uh, it, the assemblies of God was born in the early 1900s. Uh-huh. Where'd the name come from? With what, all of your, oh, oh, where the name yeah, come from? With your Presbyterian. I don't know. How about that? I know more about the Presbyterians <laughs> and the Methodists than, than the Assembly of God. I set you up because I know the answer. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, Sometimes I just come want on, to give them a come, smack. That's why we have the distance now in, <laughs> in the radio show. Okay, answer your own question. I, I will answer my own question. Um, the name specifically for the Assemblies of God comes out of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, where it says, not forsaking the assembling of, uh, of the believers. Okay. So Assembly of God. One Got for it. Pastor Reuben. Thank you. Okay, but you, you learned what or you at least learned some things today. There you go. About you Presbyterians. Can't, you and can't Methodists. say you completely wasted your time with us today. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully you wouldn't say that anyway. So but. that's where a lot of the different denominations came from, and that's where they were birthed. Okay. And so, they exist today. Yeah. So then the follow up question is what should a Christian look for in selecting an appropriate church? We have all of these different denominations. We have all of these different interpretations of Scripture. We have all of these different thoughts that people have on what to do. Um, so how should a Christian, how should a follower of Jesus go about selecting an appropriate church? Well, I'll, I'll tell you how a lot of people do it. Um, well, my grandfather was a Baptist. My father right. was a Baptist. By God, I'm a Baptist. Right. <laughs> and, and so a lot of our choices in church come from uh, family history. Mm-hmm. I don't think so much anymore, though. I think that was, that, that, that was, you know, we moved into a new town. Uh, my parents were Presbyterian, so I'm going to be a Presbyterian. Right. Um, I don't think it's so much that way anymore. 
I think that in today, people are looking um, for a church that really helps meet their spiritual needs. First of all, I think when we're looking at selecting an appropriate church, it has to be doctrinally sound. Come on. Yeah. And Orthodox Christianity, uh, talking about the the virgin birth, right? the sinless life of Jesus, that he did miracles, mm-hmm. that he died a substitutionary death on the cross, that yep. he was buried, and he rose again from the dead, uh, sent his Holy Spirit to us, and he's coming again. Right. That's Orthodox Christianity. Or simply, Orthodoxy is death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. There you go. So that's got to be there. Come on. There's got to be. If that's not there, cross it off the list. Right. Um, if somebody says anything other than Jesus Christ is the only way to get to heaven, if, yeah. if they're saying anything else, just walk out right away. Yeah. I'd say put your Nikes on and run. <laughs> yeah. It, it, any, any, any church that would not present Christ and him crucified, resurrected as the only way of salvation, we just got to... Please move away. Yep. So number one is selecting a church. There has to be solid biblical doctrine. That's good. Now, that's just the foundation. Right. But now we got to move on from there. Um, I I was thinking about this. I'd want to feel welcomed. Yeah. Because if I walked into a church, and even if I was there for two or three weeks, and I felt like I was still a stranger, yeah. nobody cared I was there, I'd probably keep looking. That's good. Uh, a church that's welcoming. Um because here's the thing, um, the the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, um, selfish, selflessness, and self-control, um, those should be manifested in the people of that church. So if you're there two or three weeks and you don't feel welcomed, that's that's a conversation about not feeling that that the people aren't showing any type of love, you know? Yeah. If, 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 if I walk into an assembly of believers and I don't feel like the fruit of the spirit of love, yeah. and if I don't feel like anybody cares um, or hasn't welcomed to me, I'd, I'd be a little bit nervous. So, so first of all, solid, it's got to be solid doctrinally. Jesus is yep. the only way. Uh, number two, a, a welcoming atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. I would want to, to sense the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, people go to church for three reasons. See something, hear something, and feel something. And you're going to see something in any church, hear something in any church. Right. But I want to feel. I, I, want to, I want to feel God's presence and worship. Uh, the word that is preached, it needs to be have power behind it. Right. And by the way, not just a word that's preached that makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> we may need, we may need a, a, a preached word that that really cuts deep at the heart. Right. Um, because sometimes the best way that you can encourage somebody, the best way that you can build somebody up is by helping them recognize the things that they need to tear down and tear away. Good point. And, and, and God's word does both. Yeah. It tears us down and then builds us back up. That's right. It, it, it cuts, but then it heals us yeah. again. So if, if I was like, if I wasn't the preacher, <laughs> if, you know, I was just regular Joe right. um, and I moved into a new town and I, and I love Jesus and I started looking, well, I'd probably look for, <laughs> find Assembly of God Church because that's what I grew up with. However, however, hey. just because the Assembly of God name is on the door uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's welcoming, yeah. uh, presence of the Lord, spirit filled, mm-hmm. um, so I, 
I'm not. <laughs> I hope nobody go, in the Assemblies of God is listening right now. But because you can go to, you know, not not that I'm vegan, but you can go to a vegan restaurant and everything on the board can say it's vegan, 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 and then they give you a hot dog. Oh wait a second! I thought this was vegan, yeah. right? Just yeah. because it has the correct marks, or just because it has all of the the right words, doesn't mean that it's the right place. You know? So true. And you know what? Beyond that, okay. So we talk about solid doctrine. I would want the church. I'd want to feel welcomed when I walked in. Right. Um, I would want to sense the presence of the Lord and worship and in the preaching of the word. But beyond that, I would look for opportunities to fellowship with other people. Yeah. Um, a lot of churches, most churches are good at the big group setting, but they have a smaller group setting. Like yeah. we have life groups at Fountain of Life yeah, yeah. where I could connect with a smaller group of people. Beyond that, I would look for opportunities to serve. Yeah. You know, I've talked to people that said, you know, I've been going to this church, but it seems like, just seems like um, the same people do everything and they don't, they're not even interested in me helping. Right. You know, no, no. So I would look for opportunities to serve and was my gift or gifts welcome there. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to look at um, beyond the denominational name on the door mm-hmm. and they're welcoming. Am I sensing the presence of God? Is the word alive? That's good. Um, is there an opportunity to fellowship in a smaller group? And is there an opportunity for me to serve? When all those dots connect could be could be a good place ah but let me there are people now maybe looking for a church yeah here's what i've always suggested to people that they should come to the fountain of life right absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um but (laughs) but when you're looking for a church don't ever judge a church on one visit it's good no pastor is as good as his best sermon (laughs) right or as bad as his worst um so I always suggest to people, when you go and try out a church, give it three Sundays. Now, if I walk in and it's just like... Right, right, right. Bad. <laughs> just bad. You know, I, I may not go back. But, but I, I don't think it's fair to judge any one church on one Sunday. That's good. Maybe the usher at the door... <laughs> Just maybe a bad maybe day. their dog just died, you know. Yeah. And I shouldn't say that. But my, my wife's you said it already. <laughs> my wife was listening. She said, "We don't talk about." It. But maybe they had a really bad day. Yeah. And they and they didn't welcome you like they would have the Sunday. Any other day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever. Tr- I, I would encourage you. Don't ever judge any one church on one service. Right. Maybe the key worship leader wasn't there. Yeah. So I would when I look at a church, I would say. Go for three Sundays. That's good. Because then you can kind of get an, a better understanding of the wholeness of what the church is. Yeah. And then, you know, in your mental scorecard, you, t- you take an average versus saying this one Sunday is the only representation that I'm going to have for this place. Um, yeah. I never thought of it like that. that was could, really we good. Maybe, could we maybe get a little more spiritual here and say pray about this? Huh. Oh yikes! Maybe we maybe we should have started with that. Maybe we should have started with that one next time. Yikes. Next time, <laughs> Man, so unspiritual. But really, and then again, you may walk into a church and you may feel the Holy Spirit say, "This is where I want you." Right. You know. So so we need to pray because I believe the scriptures say that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. That's good. God will order your steps if you seek Him. You will find Him, and He will lead you in the right way. That's good. All right. So we talked about. You know all these different denominations. We talked about how to go about selecting the the right church and appropriate church. So then, 
why is it even why does it even matter for a Christian or a follower of Jesus to go to church? Like, can't you just be a Christian and stay home? Wow. I've heard that question more than a few times. Yeah. In my many years of ministry. And I dare say that it's probably happened to you more now because of a lot of these um, these campuses or these um, these pastors, these churches putting out messages online. Messages online or live streaming. Yeah, the whole service. We don't even have to get up and comb our hair, just kick right. back with a coffee, a donut, and watch it. <laughs> Why does it matter if Christians go to church? Can't you just be a Christian at home? Right. Can you be a Christian at home? Yes. You better be. <laughs> <laughs> and not go to church? Yes. Right. Yes, you can. But it was never meant to be that way. Hmm. It was. Think about it. If you, let me ask you a question. If you're driving down the road and you see a sheep, a sheep, singular. out in the singular, out in the middle of a field, what's your first question? That it's probably lost. <laughs> no, what's the question? My question is, where are the rest of your sheep? Yeah, where's the flock? Right. It's so unnatural for a sheep to be off by itself. Yeah. Um, if I see a soldier hmm. all by himself or herself, I'm thinking, where's the army? Where's right. the squad? Right. Um, in Acts chapter 2... I think verses 42 to 47, mm-hmm. it talks about they every day, not once a week, every day they were in the temple right? and they were worshiping together and then they broke bread in each other's homes. Mm-hmm. Always. It was unthinkable. It was unthinkable to not congregate with other believers. That's good. It, 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 it's just, let's, let's take it a little deeper. Jesus speaks of of the church as his body. Yep. He's the head and we are his body. So we've got the hand and the arm and the leg and the foot and the ear and the nose. And and the scriptures in, in 1 Corinthians talk about how the body is connected together. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just unnatural to to not fellowship or congregate or assemble with other believers. Right. And I dare say Nor is it healthy. Right. And I dare say, bringing up the scripture that we brought up a little bit earlier, forsake not the assembling together of believers, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That's the wholeness of Hebrews 10.25. But scripture literally commands us, scripture encourages us to be together. Yeah. And... As we see the day of the Lord coming, even more often, right? I think you know what I think. A bigger question is if somebody says, "Well, well, why does it matter if I go to church? Can't I just be a Christian at home?" I would answer that question with a question: Why is it that you don't want to assemble? Hmm. That's good. My bigger concern is why are you asking me that question? Mm-hmm. I dare say, I dare say that the person that asks that question, "Can I just be a Christian at home?" I would say nine times out of ten, they've been hurt in some church. And there's a f- there's an offense that they're holding on to. Good so point. instead yep. of a rather yep. me dealing with that thing that I'm facing, I can just ignore it altogether or ignore, ignore situations that are similar to it altogether by not even placing myself in the building. Yeah. Let me just stay away. Um, you know, And we talked about this earlier. I was talking with some of, the, uh, some of our, our team here. 
um, and it and it grieves me. One of the things that grieves me so terribly is that the church is a place where people should come and find healing and help and hope, yeah. and yet and yet to find hurt. Now now let's talk about levels of hurt because yeah. I mean somebody didn't shake my hand and I, I, I could be slightly offended. Right. But the hurt I'm talking about is a crushing type of a hurt. Right. And, and there are people, I, I, I believe, that love God today mm-hmm. that are sitting home and refuse to go back into a church because a pastor hurt them, uh, yeah. an elder hurt them, they were treated unfairly. But, but so, so that grieves me when the church should be a place of healing and hope and help. Right. And it becomes a place uh, where, where people get hurt. Um, terrible thing to go into a hospital and get sick. You know, no, no, you yeah. go to the hospital to get better. Yeah. Um, so I think the people that ask that question are often, often people who are who are hurting and they just want to live in isolation. Yeah. There was a, a quote, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's by Tyler Reagan, who's in charge of Catalyst right now, uh, and it essentially goes something along the lines of. Um, that I seldom know anybody who's walked away from the faith because of Jesus, but I know plenty of people who walked away from the faith because of his followers. So it's people who yeah. who Sad day. who had hurt these individuals and they've walked away from the faith or walked away from church because they don't want to deal with those people all over again. So true. So, so when, when you look at the New Testament, I mean, can you be a Christian and just sit home? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime anyone puts uh, more qualifications on being a Christian than having faith in Jesus, then, then we've, we've we got to be careful of that. That's good. You can be a Christian at home. Is it natural? No. Um, all through the New Testament, they were gathered together, worshiped together, broke bread together, prayed together. Um, there, you will not find isolation in the New Testament yeah. anywhere. We need each other. Um, and if there's anyone who's out there today listening and you've just experienced some real deep hurt in the church and you're just doing life by yourself, um, well, I really, I really encourage, I, really, I pray for your healing yeah. today and to get back connected to the body of Christ. That's good. That's good. All right, so that's... That's why it's important to come to church. Uh, let's kind of go on to the next level there. Um, why does consistency of going to church then matter? Why does consistency matter? You know what? It's just because I think when we do something regular, it creates a healthy habit. Right. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean we go to church out of habit, but if right. we just pick and choose wonder if I'll go this week or, or next week. Um, consist- I think we, we, we develop a very healthy habit. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assemble with the believers. I'm going to assemble with the believers. It, it just matters because, because if you leave it up to a whim, I'll tell you what, there will be something that comes up. Yeah. No matter what, the kids got to go somewhere, uh, need to do the gardening, got to mow the lawn. There's always going to be something that's going to compete on a Sunday with going to church. Right. My dog looks too sad, so I don't want to leave him by himself. <laughs> it, it, matters. It, it matters because it matters because we need each other. And don't anybody think for a half a second that we don't need each other. Right. Why does consistency matter? Because you know what? 
There's a scripture, oh boy, I should have looked, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4. I'll try. It talks about two are better than one. Yeah. Um, consistency matters because if we don't develop consistency, there will always be something that gets in the way. We need to come together with other believers to worship together. Right. And it's not just for me to be encouraged, but my being there might encourage you. Right. Consistency matters because we need to worship with the body of Christ. Yeah. We need to hear the word of the Lord. What, what's about the, the, the scriptures are given uh, for instruction in righteousness and to correct us where we're out of order. We correct. need to worship. We need to hear the word of God. We need to fellowship with other believers. And consistency matters. Right. Uh, because once we start neglecting that very vital part of our Christian life, yep. it's easy to fall away. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't... If I don't have these things as a as a reminder, um, if I don't have these people who are next to me to sharpen me, then it's easy for me to slowly just be like, all right, well, you know, any anything can come and distract me and and be better than whatever I'm, you know, whatever I'm thinking of. I don't really feel like going to church because of X, Y, and Z, and those are easy to take over. Um, and it's creating the habit because you know it's the thing that God wants you to do to be able to f- to continue to walk the path he's calling you on. And we prioritize Christ in our life this way. Yeah. Uh, because c- Christ cares about the body. Christ cares about the bride. Christ cares about the church. And so by us being able to care about the things that he cares about, um, we're aligning our hearts up with, with his. And what happens is what so many people are, are doing today in American Christianity is we compartmentalize mm-hmm. uh, Christ, we compartmentalize church, and it's on the circumference of our life. Yeah. Here, I, I've got my job, I've got my family, I've got my career, I've got my school, and there's church. Yeah. And, and, and here's Christ. And we've compartmentalized it when, when instead of putting the, the body of Christ on the circumference of our life, it needs to be brought more to the center mm-hmm. of our life. And so we need we need this consistency because when we compartmentalize Jesus yeah. and the body of Christ, we're going to go when it's convenient, and the devil will give you a thousand reasons not to go. Yep. And what happens is we're not going and being fed. And I guarantee you this, people that are not attending church regularly, I doubt are self-feeding very much. That's probably very true. And we talked about this last week about scripture and why that's even so important. Um, We can't base everything off of one meal a week, right? One meal of me getting fed on a Sunday is not going to sustain me for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way to Saturday. I need to feed myself daily in order to to sustain myself. So when I don't prioritize my... My, my church family, the yeah. body of Christ, when I don't prioritize that, then I begin to drift. Mm-hmm. And, and if I can't find 90 minutes on Sunday to go, I doubt I'm finding much time through the week to self-feed. That's good. Consistency matters. Not only, not only once a week or a small group twice a week, but yeah. gathering. Not only is consistency with that that matters, but daily consistency in feeding right. myself the bread of life, daily consistency of worship, if we're going to be strong in the Lord. That's good. And people that don't prioritize the relationship with God, the body of Christ, daily feeding, 
I guarantee you there's a falling away. And the further we drift from our relationship with Christ, the more things, even sinful things that right. can get in between us and the Lord. That's good. And we find ourselves weaker and weaker and weaker in our faith. That's Consistency good. Consistency matters daily, weekly with Christ. That's really good. Yeah. All right. We got just a couple minutes left here. And so I want to, I want to ask this last question. Um, and, and this is, this one's fun. And I, I think it's fun because Cause you got the answer already. Cause I have the answer already. No. Um, I think this, this one's fun because I think a lot of times when we're in the church for so long, these things just become so normal to us that we forget how weird they can be to someone who doesn't know anything. So what's the question? So the question is this, what's the spiritual significance of each element of worship or each element of these church services? So when it comes down to singing, when it comes down to the sermon, when it comes down to communion, there's other parts of it too, but let's fellowship. fellowship. Let's at least talk about those three singing the sermon and then communion. The singing part of the praise and the worship part, even in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, you find people doing it together. Right. Okay. And <laughs> there's something about being together when, when we, we, may not, we may not find ourselves doing this when we're on our own singing, but there's power in our praise. Yeah. And there's power in our worship. What's the spiritual significance of each element uh, would we come together and, and, and worship and sing and praise, praise God? It, it, it glorifies the Lord together. It strengthens us. Right. It invokes the presence of the Lord uh, when we exalt his name. I mean, it, the, the praise, worship part of our service, the Bible says this, God inhabits the praises of his people. There is something powerful, supernatural even. Right. When God's people come together and praise him and worship him, yeah. God just, he touches us in ways um, that maybe we would not be touched outside of worship. Yeah. So do you think then it's safe to say that singing in church becomes so important because it reminds us of how great God really is? Yeah. The lyrics of the song, exalt and praise the name of the Lord. Um, it does. It reminds us of that. Yeah, how important he is, how great he is, and and you want know what? It, it, let, let's take it deeper than just singing, because you can sing and not worship. Yeah. Uh, when you sing the new Jonas Brothers songs, are you necessarily worshiping? No, I don't think so. They came out with two new songs. They're bangers, if you ask me. But that's so, Ruben speaking, not Pastor Ruben. So singing is part of worship, but you can sing and not worship. Right. Uh, so I, li I like what's the spiritual significance of worship when we really are worshiping God yeah. together. It glorifies God, and he speaks to us, and then that prepares our heart to hear the word of God. Yeah. And we need to hear the word of God. Um, so why is the word of God so important? The sermon part of what we talk about in church, why is that so important? It builds us up. Yeah. It corrects us good. when we're wrong. Every sermon, if every, if whatever church you win, if every sermon leaves you feeling good, might be in the wrong place. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> might be in the wrong place. Because um, God never gave us his word, so we'd feel good. Right. We need it for instruction, for correction right. in righteousness. So right. the, 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 it should step on our toes at times, break our legs. Right. 
So we need that part. That's good. And, and the communion, yeah, eating touch the on bread, that real quick. drinking the cup, always reminds us of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We super need good. these elements in our life. Yeah, it's super good. And if it? we don't want them, we have to ask ourselves why. Yeah, it's super good as a symbol to remind us of this is, this, you know, our whole faith is based off of what Jesus did on the cross. Um, our whole trajectory of life is based off of what Jesus did on the cross. And so having that moment of communion to symbolize um, his, his blood that was poured out for us, his broken body um, that, that, was, that was broken for us, it's just a, such a great reminder of what Christ did for us and then brings us to this point where we can recognize he, he gave it all for me. I can give my life back to him. Yeah, he gave it all for me, so we give our all back. Hey, we're over time. We're two minutes past. I'm sorry, Joe. Hope we're so Joe sorry. Our station manager doesn't fire us and <laughs> put something else in our place. But hey, we're so glad that you joined us for conversations with Russ today. We've really been touching on some great topics. And, uh, and, and this importance of church, importance of the body of Christ, right. really a great topic today. Hope you've been able to take one or two gold nuggets away. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week, Thursday, 4 o'clock conversations yeah. with Russ. That's good. See you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed Conversations with Pastor Russ, Senior Pastor of the Fountain of Life in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. Thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station.